Hello! You have joined the script mistress for scene 17, Make Your Scenes Pop. I am your host, Amber Bosworth, and I believe this is going to be a really short and sweet episode today, but so worth your time. I really think it's going to help your scenes if you're having any difficulty creating very vivid, engaging scenes. These little tips might really help you to keep in mind as you're working on your scene work. Absolutely. Now, if you want to stay up to date on podcasts, events, and challenges, please get on my mailing list. You can get on that at www.thescriptmistress.com. I also have this whole episode on video at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 1717 for your enjoyment. I swear I will get that YouTube channel started and maybe I already do and you're watching it there and that's great too. (laughs) Now, I also want to remind you um, again that this is not edited, so I apologize for any blunders or if you should hear my son hammering away with his Thor hammer, then (laughs) that's just all for the ambiance and the real talk here because I just like getting on here and talking. You know, I create my notes and I really want to talk about these things with you guys. And I really kind of do that in a very non-edited, very, um, I mean, not so much professional, but a very real and organic way. I think that's a lot how, how I how I write. So it's how I do my podcasting. So I want to say, got to mention, of course, a huge thing, the script mistress, a a huge thing that I like to host is the Ink to Screen Screenwriting Challenge. It's a monthly challenge I provide for any writer, beginning, advanced, pro, anybody wants to come and kind of just challenge themselves. Uh, The January Ink to Screen Challenge is now underway. Hopefully, I mean, this is Friday. And I hope my writers are still writing. They have until Sunday uh, to submit uh, their writing. I had 30 writers sign up. So excited for the first challenge of the year. They are ready to start their 2023 with a brand new script. And the winner gets $150. And every writer that submits a completed script gets feedback right on their script and a detailed coverage kind of going over their score and everything and where they're kind of maybe having some issues and maybe where they are um, really shining. So um, that's all included with just the $15 entry fee for that challenge. Again, that is monthly. You can check it all out at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen. That's the number two. And don't worry, like I said, this goes on every month. So even though you missed it, for January, check it out for February. Registration will open for that on January 30th, and the challenge will run from February 15th to the 19th. Now, let's discuss how to get your scenes to pop on the page. I mean, I know, I mean, at this point with the ink to screen, script mistress, I'm really helping you guys with your script itself. And yes, we really want to make it pop so that the reader, the producer, anybody reading your script will really feel that pop and it'll translate onto the screen. So when I say on the page, what I really mean for that is to translate later to the screen, of course. Now, what I know about scenes from years of writing is, is a lot. <laughs> you know, I've written many scripts and I've been reading even more amazing scripts. I've been running this challenge. I took a year, I took a year or two off for a little bit, but I've been doing this challenge almost about two and a half, three years. And every month, 30 or so writers, even more so back before COVID hit, I had a lot of writers and I've been doing a lot of reading on scripts and I've learned a lot about scenes. Now, scenes are perceived to be simple in that they are there to serve the plot. 
It's true. But they are so much more. Now, if that's the only thing they do, then your work isn't going to be elevated at all. Solid writing, perhaps, but not particularly engaging or pushing hard or far enough. I mean, that's really what you guys have to think about, too, is what makes screenwriting different from novel writing. It really... And I, I have at least at least once or twice every every month as I'm reading these scripts, have to remind people to showing and not telling. And I know it's such a cliche to hear that. Well, we've heard it so much, we've heard it so much, but it can be just a little tweak on your on your verbiage, on just how you place your characters, on what things happen. That can really elevate your script beyond the page because that's really what it needs to do, even more so than than a novel does because we get all the description you describe as much as you can because you have to paint that inside our head. But what we're creating is kind of like a an outline to a very engaged, very <laughs> intense outline for producers and write and, and directors and actors to take our work and create something even more with it. So for us to be engaged, we still have to engage the reader, whoever is reading this, in order to push our screen uh, script a little bit past just the reader itself, past the director, you know, and, and get it onto the screen. Because I mean, that's our ultimate goal, isn't it? Is to make sure that this is performed in in front of a camera or, I mean, on stage. I love playwriting as well, and that's just another thing. This goes hand in hand with that as well. Now, I think the issue is that putting one definition on what a scene is or isn't is a problem since we see both great and not so great scenes in movies and TV all the time. Beginning writers watch something and think, that's all I have to do? Not realizing that lazy scene writing is rampant and many times a scene even in a produced work, should not be used as an example of how to accomplish something. So that's like, that's where a lot of people, not just so much watching a movie, but reading the script. If you can get your hands on an um, the before the script was uh, produced, that's like the best teaching that you can get. Um, any of those scripts that you can possibly find uh, sharing with your friends, your network and everything like that, that is really important. Now, some techniques are schemes you can use to make your scenes, if not deep, at least pop. So these are some scene techniques, (laughs) are schemes that you can use to make your scenes not deep, but at least pop. Like if, if you're having a hard time, if you're making something funny, light, airy, action, you know, something that you're not trying to get too deep, you can at least make it pop. So some five, five scene techniques I'm going to go through in this episode really fast. Don't worry, I won't keep you too long today. Now the number one, the number one technique is Don't be boring. (laughs) Now, a cardinal sin of any work is boring writing. Oh, God, so many times I see in beginning work and pros too. I'm I'm not going to, you know, count them out either. We all have bad days. Long exposition scenes that just put me to sleep. Even scenes with visual impact can be tedious if they aren't paced properly or don't deliver on something that's interesting or necessary to the story. An action scene can go too long. A dialogue scene, no matter how well written, can lose a reader if it's not focused on a goal to be accomplished. Now, 
Of course, my ink to screen is about the short script. So, I mean, I get five pages of these writers' work. I get just a taste, like like just the barest little like sip of what these writers of their potential. So it has to be the best sip of the whole drink, the best taste of the whole dinner, of the whole buffet. So that is where you need to put all of your stuff into, especially if you're doing a short scene, because more and more we're seeing a lot more, not just my challenge, because I mean, I, you know, unfortunately I can't offer you much in, in prestigious awards and, and acclaim or anything like that, but I can give you more, more time writing, uh, more new things, things you've never tried can give you something to kind of really push you forward as a writer that I think would really help. So sorry, I didn't mean to get, uh, get lost there. So really you have to put everything you can. There are so many contests and challenges out there now that are actually calling for shorter scripts because a lot of people are taking these scripts and and just producing them on their own. Um, so getting really comfortable and really good at writing a short script is, I think, just kind of an extra little tip in here um, that's not part of the five, but it's just a little extra tip. All right. Number two, be essential. Now, the way I measure my scenes is to act like a stingy producer. So producers have this meter in their heads when it comes to budget. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Every car chase, every explosion, and they're seeing the money going. (laughs) So channeling producers, if I can cut out a scene and save money without issue, then that means it's not important enough to keep. So I either change it or I cut it. That is a big thing. Like. I know it's it's just something to have in the back of your head if it's not essential and it's something that can cost big dollars but doesn't really move anything forward it's it's not really essential to the plot or anything like that then uh, those are those are big scenes that that can that can cause a problem especially with a producer because again they have that in the back you know they hear it cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> um you know the way to win these battles is to make every scene impossible to cut or combine by making it essential and interesting. So making sure, I'm like, I think I've said this several times, to make sure every scene, every line of, not every line of dialogue, but most lines of dialogue have to have, be essential to the story itself. All right, number three, writing cliched scenes. Now this is not saying to write them, this is just saying trying to avoid them, or if you're going to do it, hmm, then make it amazing. Now, starting a character in their morning routine, oh, it's so boring. Who cares how someone showers, shaves, brushes their hair, puts on their makeup? Is that really so compelling that we've never done it before or never seen it before? And yet many, many scripts open with a character doing their morning routine. Ugh. Nothing says amateur writer like a scene that copies other scenes and doesn't elevate them. Now, an interesting slant on this is the movie Harper, uh, starring Paul Newman uh, and written by William Goldman. Now, it's a morning scene in which Harper has no ground coffee for his morning brew and is forced to use old grounds from the day before from the garbage. Even if you're not sure what this says about Harper, it's an interesting moment that elevates a typically mundane morning scene. So I know we, you know, part of that is to set up the um, 
the status quo of of a script too, but you can still set up the status quo on what people do with kind of throwing a little wrench in the scene and and making it a little bit more um, engaging and elevated. Now, American Beauty famously also has a unique take on the morning routine. So if you don't remember what that is, take a look at that. Now, you know, I kind of got some of these tips from another blog and um, they had a cliche in there, but I had to put one of my own. I mean, another cliche, and this is like as a single mom, as a woman, even before I had my child, that I just really, really over is the giving birth scene. Mm. Or come on, or the cliche that every single person doesn't want to know the name or the sex of their baby. Oh, oh God, I know, but that's a, that's a tangent. Anyway, anyway, so no matter the age of the woman, her water breaks, but she declines all medication until the pain is too much for her to bear. Then she begs for the painkillers, only to be told the baby is coming and it is too late. So she has to do it naturally anyway. I can't, I can't even count like movies, TV shows, how many times I have seen this. And every time I do, I roll my eyes. So it's just, a, it's just an example of a cliche. So I know some of my writers listening to this, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a birth story in one of these, in one of these challenges one day, just so you, I, and I know you, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> now being a mom, I think this one gets me most of all. Now, if you're going to use a scene like that, so if you're listening, if you're going to use a scene that has to be done a thousand, it must be elevated in some way. Bring something new to the table. Like her arm gets cut off. I don't know. Something, just something interesting. Like, yes, give me the freaking painkillers right away. And like show like the hours and not getting a little graphic there, but, but the scene has been done, but not by you and your unique writing style. So bring a little bit of yourself into that. I mean, really just think about, you know, cliches, you know, don't forget they, they do work. I mean, something becomes a cliche because it works. And then it's replicated over and over again by other writers. But I mean, at this point, some of the cliches have been done. And then maybe you might create a new cliche. You never know. All right. Number four, start late, leave early. If there's one major technique I suggest everyone adopt immediately, it's this one. The old arriving at a party fashionably late and leaving early. I'm bored, darling, is adaptable to scenes. I mean, you don't have to have, make it a party scene. Don't get, you know, don't get literal on me here. But like starting and getting and taking, especially on a short script, the ink to screen challenge, the short screenplay, getting me like pushing the reader into the middle of something is amazing. Now ask yourself, what's the latest I can come into this scene and the earliest I can exit? I can't tell you how many beginning works I've read that just drag on and on because of not only starting a scene at the very beginning, but I mean, they may come in a little bit later, but carrying on beyond the natural ending. Now, a great example of a solid scene is episode um, 3.3. So season three, episode three of Shetland. Uh, the detectives have to go from Shetland to Glasgow to get some intel on a person in witness protection. We, sh we see Tosh and Perez on the plane, which is a quick transitional cut, and then bam, 
They're in the conference room with their with other police officers, and the conversation is already in progress. No greeting, handshakes, entering the room nonsense, just seated in mid-conference. Nice. The writers cut directly into what what's important. Now, a caveat to that, I mean, it's a lot different. This is where it's really nice that you get to do this as screenwriters as opposed to being a playwright um, because it's like, oh, why are we all the way here? But you can have cuts, you can have blackouts, you can move and progress the scene to wherever you want it to go. And that's just something to keep in mind to keep it going. Now, also, the scene itself is filled with marvelous tension. So this this previous um, from Shetland and new information, and it's a crucial moment in the storyline. But it only lasts perhaps about a minute, which is only a page of script. It starts late and ends at a perfect moment, leaving us breathless and wanting more. Now, visually appealing. Last last tip: make it visually appealing. I know that sometimes this can counter counteract with the um the essential, the cha-ching, 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 but this still should be self-evident. You you can still put your characters in your situations and places that don't cost a lot of money, that aren't on, you know, the Empire State Building or um, on the Eiffel Tower in, you know, exotic locations back in the 1890s. You know, we are writing for a visual medium. I mean, that's just the plain and simple. Why in the world would you put an exposition scene in a coffee shop, restaurant, or any other place where the characters just sit there among other characters who just sit there. Now, I know, I know, I know. Like, I know a lot of people might immediately yell at me, what about when Harry met Sally? That restaurant scene. Now, it is a gem and a rare as you can find in that something really fun and interesting happens and a terribly static scene. Kudos to Nora Ephron for that scene. <laughs> so again, that's taking something very boring and, and elevating it and not just sitting there in the place of exposition just for the sake of getting what we need to hear, backstory or whatever. Just make it engaging. So here's just something to really make it pop. Now, Flashdance also has a terrific restaurant scene filled with so many strong moments. It becomes unforgettable. What a feeling. <laughs> okay. So to re- recap, the five great techniques to make your scenes pop. Don't be boring. Be essential. Writing cliched scenes and how not to do it, how to make it good. Start late, leave early, visually appealing. (laughs) Now, to all my ink to screenwriters, use some of these techniques to make your short scripts pop. In In five pages, you may only get that one scene, barely, so make it count. Every word and every space counts when you are writing that short script. All right. Now, as before, with all of my podcasts, all these resources that I grabbed them from, I do have a link um, to the podcast, creativescreenwriting.com. That was a lot of fun. Um, I found that, found some of these here. And again, I kind of interweave my own stuff in there as well. I also love to leave you guys with a writing action. And this week, if you haven't already, or if you need a new copy, download the free outline template that I've created for you guys completely free. You can find on the page, um, you can find on the page to outline a few scenes using these tips. So maybe on the top of the outline page, you want to write um, visually appealing. So you want to write a new scene, something that is more visually appealing. Again, you can find this on the podcast page or you can find it at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash outline. 
and totally free. Um, you just put in your information, download, and it's right there for you. And then feel free to share some a, a snippet of your outline um, if you'd like. Like what, what technique are you working on and, and how? And share that on the Facebook page at www. Um, or facebook.com forward slash anxious green, or you are always free to email me at amber at the scriptmistress.com to get any extra help. Again, we already went over, so check out the ink to screen starting in February again. Good luck to all the writers out there that are writing. Just keep going, just be, keep being awesome, keep creating new things so we don't have to keep watching sequels. <laughs> Now, thank you for listening and or watching. You know, I truly value any feedback. If you have an idea for a podcast or an episode, um, some that you know, something that you think might help you and other people, you can email me again at amber at thescriptmistress.com. Like and follow this show wherever you are listening. Talk to you soon. And until then, happy writing. <laughs>